0: What are you laughing at?
1: We're in the same city. We're in the same city. Yay! Yay. Um
0: Great.
1: And <laughs> MO <Emma> is dark. <laughs> she is dark right now. Cause um she's got a bit of the hanger. The hanger going on, don't you? I
0: haven't eaten enough. Yeah. Um but I also actually I think it's just dehydration. Is there a word for that? Hangry, sure. But like what's the What's yeah. the unwatered version of that? Not Par-
1: parched, but how do you portmanteau that with
0: Yeah. dehydrator. Um re. Yeah. yeah. after you sort of told me off, I <laughs> I had somewhat almost finished a whole drunk bottle of water oh, and I do feel a lot better. Lovely
1: to see you in person though. Yep, yeah, sure. Should we do the show?
0: <laughs> oh my This is usable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen and this is what's worth talking about. We've got exclusive figures showing more and more of us want to live in smaller spaces.
1: Also the great and not so great Pacific Garbage Patch has its own ecosystem and somehow coastal critters have found their way onto it.
0: We learn about gentle TV, the televisual equivalent of eating mac and cheese while sitting in your trackies.
1: And it's Fun Fact Friday Mega Edition because along with this week's facts we're finally finding out who won
0: in a cliffhanger of a week, Tisha. I'll tell you, but we've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuffconz support. <whistles> Emile, what kind of abode do you live in? What form of dwelling are we talking oh, about? Oh, dwelling.
1: Mm. I was like, what's abode? What do you mean abode? No, no, no. You know, like, what kind of a. Bode do you live in? Oh
0: gosh, you're so funny. Funnier your meals here, everyone, just case yes. you're wondering, it's Friday.
1: I live in a little wee two-bedroom cottage with oh. a wood burner and a little garage downstairs where we put the wood. and It's very bucolic. Nice. It's lovely. Nice. Yeah. How about you?
0: Uh, we're in a townhouse, but uh, only for a year or so. We used to live in an apartment, mm. and it turns out, according to TradeMe's latest data, I've done the complete opposite of what everyone else is doing. Because according to TradeMe stats, more and more people around the country are looking for smaller places, apartments yeah. or one or two beddies like you're in.
1: Yes. So I guess the question there is, you know, why the downsizing? Why is this all happening? And relatively suddenly, I suppose, as well. And here to chat to us a bit about this is TradeMe's property sales director, Gavin Lloyd. Hello, Gavin. Kia Emil. So have you got any insight into this? Why do more people seem to want to live
2: in smaller places? Look, I think um, as we've seen, the, the cost of living side of things is is biting everyone at the moment, and particularly from a, a rental perspective, it's it's pretty tough out there. And you know, renters have um, seen some some pretty big cost increases. You know, looking forward, and people are trying to to maximise their spend. And you know, one of the things you do talk about in property, but is, is compromise, and I think that's true in the rental market, where people are compromising on potentially the the size of the property that they're, they're looking at.
1: So you think it's more out of circumstance than people necessarily choosing to do this?
2: I think there's, a, there, there's also an element of that, and, and I think Otatahi Christchurch is a really good example of that, where um, you know, I was down in Christchurch a couple of weeks ago. If you walk through the CBD, there's a lot of good um, new-build stock that's kind of come into the market centrally, which Christchurch has probably never had before. And, and I think that's probably dri- driven a little bit of the you know what people are willing to pay but also given people access to the CBD um, and which is a big thing that um, I, I guess is a, a motivator for a lot of people and you know one of the things I, I talk a lot about Probably from a personal perspective is, gee, it's great to have a um, a quarter rate acre block or that sort of thing, but I don't really want to upkeep it at the weekend. I want to be out doing stuff.
0: And the uh, demand that you've seen for smaller properties is up 55%,
2: is that right? It's up a staggering amount, correct, Imogen? Yeah, I mean, at, at, at the moment, demand on, on rental properties is is, is um, peaking again, so we're, we're up at about twenty seven percent. But you contrast that against fifty five percent, like you say, against the um, the, the smaller type of um, properties, more urban type of properties. It really shows how much um, that demand is really, really lifted.
0: And where there's more demand, usually price hikes follow, right? Are we seeing apartment rentals? Um, are they are they up?
2: They are up. Um, yep, we're right the way across the board. You know, we're we're kind of running at about an eight percent increase nationally on on urban properties versus, you know, what we typically see on the um, the rental side of things is around about three to four percent. So definitely outstripping that side of things in terms of what people are um, are paying for them.
0: Do you live in an apartment, Kevin?
2: I don't. I don't live in a particularly large house, however. It's called a Record block. <laughs> I, say, I have lived in an apartment and, and the benefit mm. of living uh, above uh, a local coffee shop and all that sort of thing, um, I, I do like, yes.
0: Yeah. Gavin Lloyd, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Something weird is going on in the Pacific Ocean.
1: Oh, I like the sounds of this.
0: Sounds like the start of a of a good movie.
1: Uh, a Lovecraft novel.
0: <laughs> but you know that great Pacific garbage patch, the one that's held together by currents swirling around the outside. Mm. Well, researchers found it's home to its own ecosystem.
1: Right. That's um. That's cool and horrifying as well. Like. Really interesting and terrible.
0: Yeah, plastic's not the, going to be the friendliest you thing to so. live on. No. Um, but it has become home to a whole bunch of critters, barnacles, sea anemones. But the interesting thing is a good number of those uh, creatures are coastal. Ah, fascinating.
1: Well, to explain a bit about all of this, we are joined now by Rachel Peart, who is a marine specialist. Kia Rachel. Thanks for coming on the show.
3: Kia Thanks for having me.
1: So, remind us a bit about this... Garbage Patch, how it came to be, how long it's been around for, uh, the vast magnitude of it.
3: Well, it's super huge and it was, um, I think, first documented around 2014-ish. There was a sailor who went along and went, hey, there's a lot of rubbish when I'm crossing the Pacific Ocean. And it is enormous. It basically goes across the whole of the Northern Pacific, but is kind of concentrated into kind of big patches.
0: So tell us about what's recently been found living there.
3: Lots and lots of animals, (laughs) mainly invertebrates, so the ones that are spineless. So there's lots of crustaceans, lots of stuff that grows on other stuff. So there's a group of animals called bryzines, which are like moss animals. Like anything in the open ocean, they're after three things. They're after protection. They're after food and they're after um, a place to find a mate. And so solid surfaces are these amazing or semi-solid surfaces for some of the plastics is um, this amazing habitat that gives them a lot of those type of things.
0: And some of the creatures living on there are coastal. How on earth did they get out to the garbage patch?
3: (laughs) Well, on the same way that the garbage got there, really, on the currents. Um, so they either came on the garbage themselves, closer to the coast, or they had some other vector to get there, like on another animal.
1: Right. You're just funny on this in terms of its significance do you think this, does this fall more into the like quirky news story kind of category or, or is there actual genuine scientific use to this discovery and this ecosystem
3: this type of ecosystem is a really good kind of sentinel study area for change so our environments changing the climate's changing and so different species are going to move around a lot more with those different temperatures. And that also makes the currents change. So you have these garbage patches, but these probably will move with different, you know, it's so big and so ubiquitous, it's everywhere. Um, They're actually probably going to be a real sentinel on what can happen to New Zealand's coastlines um, in terms of invasive
1: species. Really, really interesting stuff. Thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: I Amir, mean, we're cultured and sophisticated people, aren't we? Aren't we?
1: Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Ah, um, it was the cultured, sophisticated that... <laughs>
0: You said it, not me. Started
1: tuning out there. You
0: you said it. Yes, no, we
1: are. We are. We're cultured and sophisticated people, Imogen, yes.
0: Yeah, but even cultured and sophisticated, can't even say the word, Mm. people such as ourselves, sometimes you just want to blob.
1: No, you're right. It's an important element of self-care. And um, I think that extends to entertainment too, right? Like you can't always be chowing down on your succession or your last of us or twin peaks or whatever, Mm. you know? So this is, it's emotionally exhausting
0: mm. You just sometimes When his brain Wants to turn off Yeah But helpfully Stuff culture reporter Johnny Mann Heap Has come up With a name For this Intellectually deficient But emotionally enriching uh, Experience of entertainment mm. Gentle TV Gentle TV He calls it I like that And he's written a piece For Stuff.co.nz Exploring this And he's here now To unpack it with us Hey Johnny Hello so what do you mean by gentle TV? I've got, a, I've got an idea in my head, um, but, I mean, you, it's your phrase. Tell us.
4: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when referring to it as the sort of you know, audio-visual equivalent of a pair of trackies <laughs> or a warm cuppa is how I would describe some of these shows. Um, it's not that they're not challenging. It's just that they're episodic and they're sort of formulaic. You know precisely what you're going to get. You're presented with something quite low stakes at the beginning of an episode, Will an antique Chinese tea set sell an <laughs> antique roadshow? Will Clark Gayford move <laughs> the colonial villa from cargo? And you know that at the end of 28 minutes, you'll have your answer. And I think people need that certainty in these turbulent times.
0: What makes a good gentle TV show, do you reckon?
4: I put it to the team. Um, and some of them found that they were actually too triggered by the likes of moving houses, the, the TVNZ hits. <laughs> mm. They found that that was a little bit too much kind of <laughs> physical carnage it, it, it really does need to be um you know television asmr so something that has sometimes no plot that has no uh conflict really fits the bill but the standout among the team was the netflix reality series from japan old enough which is the one that features toddlers performing adult errands so, <laughs>
0: That does sound like a great TV show. Mm. I like
4: the way that you you
1: described the setup as involving low stakes because presumably that that rules out shows
4: like Love Island Exactly that and I think as well anything that has that sort of conflict in it runs the risk of becoming political and these shows are apolitical they exist in a sort of vacuum.
0: What's your fave What's your fave gentle TV show show series and what do you love about it?
4: It has to be Blue Planet, thanks to David Attenborough. I think that lilting tone and encouraging accent that he has manages to kind of cushion the blow of the environmental destruction that he's talking about. That for me is peak gentle TV. It's, you've kind of got the, you've got the stunning visuals, you've got the narration, yeah. If they could bottle that somehow, I think it would work as a fantastic anti-anxiety supplement. It's just for me, the most soothing combination.
0: That man could tell me the worst news I have ever heard in my entire life and still make me feel yeah. calm about it, Yeah, I reckon.
1: Yeah. No, there's – I mean, not to put a downer on it, but David Edinburgh's going to die pretty soon and it's going to be a very sad day for the world, I think. That See, is a downer, isn't it? If
0: That's only kind of he'd told me that.
1: Uh, Johnny Manheap, Stuff Culture Reporter, thank you very much for your time today.
4: I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues.
0: You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, what, rising child abuse no, numbers. You can
4: manipulate crime statistics. No, I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo got to journalism. Gotcha Hang
0: into the National Party's no, attack line no, there. But but I what, think what, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction.
4: It, it, yeah, we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's, Nothing that's if there. On. That sits
0: with you perfectly
4: fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on.
0: Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Gang's all here. We're
1: all here in the same room. We're all it's cosy. It's weird. We're all
0: in one room yeah. with producer John o and everything. You have been cruel to us and to the all listeners when I say us I, I mean everyone because you didn't tell us who won Fun Fact Friday last week. Why night.
1: did you
2: do that? Because I wasn't here on Monday. That's not a good reason. It's not about you. We
0: were here on Monday. We were here. Yeah.
2: It would also have been very awkward to come off the Ukraine war and talk about Fun Facts. That's true. This is very That's true. a hell of a segue. Yeah.
0: That is very true. You so can't a like think... segue out of Ukraine, eh?
2: I think our audience is mature enough to be able to cope for a few extra days.
0: We're not. Before we get into this week's Fun Fact Friday, let's find out who won last week's.
4: What
1: were our fun facts last week again? Um, Mine
0: were about the reason rhinos are white and black, even though they're grey, because it was a misunderstanding.
1: That's right. And mine was that Dolly Parton once entered a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and lost to a drag queen.
2: Emile's fun fact is one of the greatest sentences in the English language, but it evidently was not the greatest fun fact <coughs> of last week. Are you serious right now? Bam, bam,
0: bam, bam. She back on top. I'm serious. She's back on top.
2: Uh, 61 to 39. Uh, I mean, his job is to talk and we've rendered him speechless.
0: Mm. Uh. Anyway, 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 that's fine. It's all right, Emile. You've got another chance today. All right, then. What's your fun fact for today?
1: My fun fact for today is that nobody knows what Einstein's last words were because he spoke them in German and his attending nurse didn't speak German. Oh, I love that. No one knows.
0: She wasn't even able to, like, say what she heard.
1: Mm -mm. Doesn't seem like it, no.
0: My fun fact is that there is only one Welsh pub in the entire Southern Hemisphere – and it's here in Wellington.
1: Let us know if you think one fun fact Friday. Ah, oh, let's see. I'm up, I'm, I'm up against the wall this, this, this time. This is a
0: good one. I, I love both of our facts. Yeah,
1: this is good. Uh, jump on the Instagram, newsable NZ and let us know who you think one.
0: But for now, that's newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells.
1: And I'm Emil Donovan. If you know someone who you reckon would enjoy this podcast, i.e. anybody in your life with ears, in a brain cell. Uh, please do share it with them. Spread the Newsable word. We very much appreciate it.
0: Also remember, you can follow us on all your social media channels. Just search for us at Newsable NZ. And tomorrow, on Saturday, we've got quite a fun wee episode, don't we? We do. All about political spin. Spin. So make sure you get that in your ears as well. Have a great Friday, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Newsable news that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz. Support. If you don't have time to read the in depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, the Long Read from Stuff is the podcast for you.